don't feel pressure at all. If you want to change, change by your own rhythm. Nobody's after you. If you want to try this once a week, it's okay. And that is going to be amazing. Locale. Local. Shock. Local. Cambiamento. Tahir. Jirgelekta. Chakula Ijaya. Food. Change. Hello everyone and welcome back to the SPIN podcast. My name is Valentina Gritti, I'm your host and the Global Community and Project Manager of the Slow Food Youth Network. The Slow Food Youth Network, or as we call it SPIN, is a worldwide network of young activists with different backgrounds who want to contribute to a better local and international food system. The episode of today is especially dedicated to our Recipe for Change challenge, a month-long challenge in which everyone can take small individual steps to reduce our impact on climate change. The challenge is made as a preparation toward Disco Soup Day, which is our biggest yearly campaign to raise awareness on food waste. Later on in the episode, you will get to know more about this initiative as well. But now, let's get to meet our guests. Directly from Cholula in Mexico, I would like to welcome Azul Mayer Mijares. Azul is an entrepreneur, a chef, a photographer, an activist for local biodiversity preservation. She has an amazing project called Ojazul, the Blue Leaf, in which she prepares the best plant-based food with local and seasonal ingredients. So welcome to the Sphin podcast, Azul. Oh, thank you so much, Valentina. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> would you like to say a couple of words to introduce yourself and your project? Yeah, well, I my principal work here is to recognize and to know my region and to make food with it. I like to say that I like to open little windows of my region to the people that needs to know these places and needs to know uh, the people here and, and the food here with my project. We have like the store where we cook and we sell this uh, product, but we have like this educational part when we um, share our knowledge. Like we do talks about it, uh, about plant-based food, about eco-gastronomy. And Azul, when we talk about plant-based food, for most people it's a bit difficult to imagine how it looks like. We may think of something like soy-based or with vegan meatballs that aim to imitate meat taste and texture. But in your case, with Ojazul, you really look for something authentic. Can you tell us more about plant-based design and what is plant-based food for Ojazul? For me... Plant-based food is to get closer to nature. It's to feel comfortable with the taste of the most natural flavors and you to feel good eating them. It is not only uh, tasteful, but it is good for you and you know it when you start eating them. Like a lot of vegetables and fruits and legumes, Like, your, your body feels good, feels nourished. Everybody knows uh, and eats a lot of vegetables and a lot of fruits. But I think we, we get, like, blocked when we think 
that we are not eating meat or animal products because we are not uh, used to imagine that kind of flavors without tasting them. We have the information, but sometimes for us, it is difficult to imagine. We need to try a little bit to remember the plant-based things and dishes that we eat every day, and that's it. Like, it doesn't change a lot. What are those uh, plant-based dishes that you love uh, into your meat dishes? And then you just need to separate them, and you're just going to focus on the vegetable part <laughs> and that's it and then let's find out what are your uh, top vegetables and fruits and and things that you like or that you loved and then we are going to work with that you know because uh, yeah you, you need to like your food you need to like your dishes when you are trying to change to any diet that you like and to feel comfortable with it. And when you remove the meat from your dishes, how do you still have a balanced nutritional intake? Uh, for me, it's very important to make uh, research first. You need to find out what is happening to your body and uh, in relation to your food. It's very important to find out the, the resources of protein that we have in the vegetable world. And then you just um, put it in your plate and you taste it. People get alarmed. They think like, my amounts of protein are going to be so low that I'm going to be unhealthy if I don't eat meat. But actually, in a lot of vegetables, we have uh, the right amount of protein that we need. We just need to know what are those uh, foods and then just to focus on eating them more. Yes, exactly. And just to give some examples, some protein-rich foods are legumes, but we have to remember to always combine them with cereal in order to get all the essential amino acids. Then also tempeh, which is a product made of fermented beans, tofu, and also nuts. For example, peanuts and sesame seeds are excellent sources of plant-based proteins and you can eat them as seeds or also as a paste, like tahini or peanut butter, for example. And don't be afraid, like, you're not going to die the next day, I mean, <laughs> yes, you are just changing your, your diet, like, don't be afraid. The way we eat is related to our culture to our memories, to our childhood. And if you grow up eating meat and animal products, obviously it's going to be a big deal if you want to change that. Because it is not only the food, it is our emotions. And it is very important to be comfortable with the flavors we are trying. And Azul, regarding the influence of our culture and our memories on our food choices, can you tell us something more about it, maybe with some examples? For instance, as a foreigner, when I think about Mexican food, I think of dishes with a lot of meat and cheese, like tacos, for instance. So what do you do in that case? How do you, Azul Mijares, prepare your own tacos? <laughs> well, um, I think it's very important 
to unlearn and to relearn the taste information that we have obtained from the our education and also the industrial products that we consume. Now I can be comfortable eating <laughs> um, uh, mushroom tacos or <laughs> legumes tacos because uh, as you said like uh, I grow up eating meat and the taste of meat and the taste of the bad of meat and obviously if you put in your plate a uh, meat taco and a mushroom taco you're gonna eat it and your body is going to recognize the taco that you have been eating for years, for your entire life. And that brings you these uh, memories that we talk about. Like, yeah, I used to eat these tacos with my father when I was a child. Or my mother used to make these tacos for my birthday. Or, you know, like those kind of things. We are um, tasting also with our, with our brain, not only with our mouth, with our tongue. If you eat the the mushroom taco i think most of the people will like it your body's going to be like hey it tastes good but your brain is going to be like no no because this is not meat and this is not the tacos so you start to compare so for me it helped to start changing the way i ate but not only in the in the animal products, but with the, all these industrial products that we consume every day. The food we consume is getting further away from the nature. So we have like these uh, fine sugared uh, or additives or fake flavors. Like we are used to taste this uh, red flavor and acid and sweet that remind us a strawberry. And actually, if you buy a, a, a real strawberry, a fresh one, you won't taste that at all. Our mouth and our brain is used to that. I stopped drinking sodas. I stopped um, eating like all these kind of snacks that I used to eat. That's, that's the, the, the principal thing. You will, uh, you will notice that when you stop eating and consuming these kind of foods, the taste of the, of the natural food is, is going to be better. Yeah, a similar effect happens, for example, with sugar, right? If you get used to eat sugar, then each time you perceive food less and less sweet, and you consequently add more sugar. Exactly. Then if you consciously reduce your sugar intake and you get back to trying the sweet things you were used to eating, then suddenly it tastes way too sweet. And that's because you were so addicted to it. And the same thing happens with salt, with artificial flavors and so on. You need to get used to it. That's it. It is, it is not as difficult as we think. So we need to make a little, a little change and to try and to make the experiment. And your body is going to tell you by itself. And Azul, another question for you. In our latest conversation, you mentioned that we can tropicalize our diet with local ingredients that we have. 
I think it's a super cool concept, but can you explain it to our listeners as well? Then maybe in your case, since you live in Mexico, you're a bit privileged because you have amazing cacao and coffee and mango and coconut. But for example, for those of us like me who are living in Europe, how can you tropicalize our diet with what we have? I think I have uh, like these questions that can you can make to to yourself if you want to make a dish or tropicalize it if you see a recipe that you like and it's from another country and stuff like that how can you work with uh, the things that you have in your own community and to have a very nice dish first of all Ask yourself, what are your favorite dishes? Like the ones that your family used to cook or your favorite restaurants as a child or even your favorite restaurants now. Everything that brings you good memories and feelings. It doesn't matter if it has uh, meat or animal products, like just write it down. And then what are your favorite fruits and vegetables and grains and spices in each season and then once you have picked two or three or five dishes whatever try to change the animal ingredients with plant-based ingredients i think first of all you need to experiment leave the fear and just think about the taste the texture and try it if you're afraid of using some ingredient taste it Taste it first and yeah, feel the flavor and just um, transform, transform that information into some uh, good dish. Something that you can do if you are more methodical is follow a recipe and change the, the same thing. Change the animal ingredients to uh, plant-based ingredients. For example, if your recipe uh, needs for butter, Well, you try some vegetable oil like canola or coconut, whatever you like. Or if, if it needs meat, uh, change it for some mushrooms or any vegetable or legume with consistency as root vegetables or, I don't know, like beans. I totally agree with you that we have to think out of the box and challenge ourselves. But now, after all this talk, I think our listeners are getting a bit hungry and curious to know how we can make a delicious plant-based meal in practice. So Azul, would you mind sharing one of your amazing recipes with us? Yes! <laughs> Or actually, before that, at the beginning of the episode I mentioned that we have made this podcast especially for the challenge of this year's World Disco Soup Day. So let's listen to Gizem Tudes, who is part of the International Task Force organizing the global campaign. She will tell us something more about what is going on. Hi, it's Gizem here from the Task Force of World Disco Soup Day. I will briefly explain what the day is and what we are currently doing to promote it. So World Disco Soup Day is a global event created by Slow Food Youth Network to promote a discussion on food waste while cooking together with leftovers, edible but still unwanted food products, food that is close to its end date. And it is an important day where we can get together as a community or with people close to us and learn together about how to save and preserve food. This can either be in the form of an event where a community comes together serving the food to the public 
or at your home with your friends and family while cooking and having fun and you will get the opportunity to also live stream this. This year's uh, World Disco Soup Day will be on Saturday 30th of April, so the day is coming very very close. And to bring up the excitement as the task force, we thought about a month-long challenge for this uh, month of April. To learn about new habits and to inspire people around you, we came up with some ideas for which you can share your tips on social media. And basically we want you to show us how we have a relationship with food. One week we concentrate on how we can minimize food waste in our kitchens, the other on learning to conserve, for example how we should use pickling as a means to save food or using other preservation methods. Another week we are looking into eating more plant-based dishes. For example there is a vast amount of knowledge and dishes out there full of protein without using animal products and we would like you to explore these and show us your favorites. And last but not least, the last week coming up to the World Disco Soup Day, we want you to show us how you're getting prepared for the actual day. So I hope this month and the day itself will be a great time of learning and fun for everyone involved and we are really looking forward to having everyone on board. Thank you so much, Gizem. And guys, please register for World Disco Soup Day and join us in this awesome challenge. I will add the link to the episode description. And now back to you, Azul. Can you share with us your special plant-based recipe? I'm going to share with you uh, a recipe for a good salad because people think that salads are boring. Yeah, because salads are amazing. <laughs> and sometimes it is just the way you do it. So I have like uh, this uh, salad that is called like chopped salad. That is everything is chopped. And if, it doesn't matter if, if it has uh, big bites or short bites. Like you just chop. <laughs> you just chop it chop everything it is very easy you don't need like uh, an artifact a weird artifact just a cutting, uh, cutting board <laughs> a knife and if you have a, a food uh, proce processor or I don't know, maybe a molcajete. How do you say molcajete in English? <laughs> yeah, molcajete is a traditional Mexican mortar made of volcanic stone. But I guess any kind of mortar will do its job. Yeah, and that's it. And if you don't have it, you just use a fork and, <laughs> and just smash it. Like, uh, nothing's going to stop you to make, uh, to make for yourself a good salad. I'm not going to give you the exact name of the ingredient like you are going to make it uh, with your favorite ingredients but i'm going to talk about it so for you to imagine that salad with the things that you like so you need a fruit what kind of fruits that you like that if you like crunchiness think of apples think of uh, pears and uh, try to imagine 
that taste in your mouth, like a juicy one or a dry one or a, a sweet, but I don't know, maybe a little bit of acid. That's how you choose, like what is uh, your favorite flavor? Like I really do like uh, acid things, but sweet things. So maybe I will use red apple and green apple and then use a, a leaf. What kind of leaf do you like? Like you like uh, this strong flavor leaf, a uh, scale, or maybe you like a lighter leaf, but very crunchy as a lettuce. And then um, put a little bit of a light flavor as cucumber, or here in Mexico we have jicama, and it's a root vegetable. It is very delicious because it has a lightly uh, sweet flavor, but it's almost neutral. It is very uh, crunchy and it gives you uh, a lot of uh, body into your salad. And try to use um, to have like this um, group of fresh uh, vegetables and fruits that you can eat raw. And if you want to put cooked ones, uh, try to put also uh, a cooked ones uh, because they are also very tasty if you cook them. So try it. Like if you don't like the, the raw carrot, you can put in this salad a little bit of steamed carrot. Play with your with the texture and with the flavors of every every. Uh, ingredient and then you you're going to put uh, a lot of minerals with some beans if you like chickpeas or lentils or I don't know like white beans or whatever you like if you like onions put a, a little bit of onions and like strong flavors uh, let's put strong flavors as I don't know like olives they are very strong flavors, but they are going to give you a lot of deepness. When you bite something that has sweet and a little bit of sourness and a little bit of uh, watery flavors, you can go further with these uh, little uh, bites of strong flavors as, I don't know, like capers, maybe. Uh, even if you are using some cheeses, if you are trying to go with a, a plant-based uh, fully, you can put a little of, uh, a little bit of nutritional yeast that is going to give you like this cheesy flavor, and you can uh, I don't know like use miso for an example. Uh, like these are strong flavors that are going to hit you after all of the, the other ingredients. And would you add the miso to the sauce or to the salad? Yeah, like a dressing. I'm going to give you uh, the, the, another uh, recipe to make a, a dressing. But think about those kind of flavors. You know, because I was talking about miso because it has like this cheesy flavor. And if you like a little bit of crunchiness in your salad, put uh, almonds or any kind of nuts or dried fruit or maybe some bread. Like if you have like this uh, old bread <laughs> in, the, in your <laughs> kitchen and it is not good for sandwiches anymore, 
just uh, cut it and leave it uh, with a little bit of oil into your oven and then just crush it like smash it a, a little and the crumbles put it in your salad they are going to taste amazing just put a little bit of salt maybe or any any kind of powder onion powder or chili powder and crush it and put it in your, into your salad or maybe some nuts like a salty granola uh, you can or even a sweet granola if you like it because you're mixing a lot of flavors but you can put uh, make your own granola and a little bit of sweetener sweet sweetness but you can add also a little bit of uh, chili powder or chili flakes a little bit of paprika flavors that are not, that are not uh, common on a granola but that can help you to have another uh, use for it in your salads <laughs> granola is not only for your sweet things like your cereal or your yogurt I have never thought about it before actually I've never seen a salty granola I'm gonna try to make it for sure and with chili pepper wow super yummy <laughs> and then for the dressing for me it's very important to add some acidity like you have lemon you have uh, like apple cider vinegar or whatever uh, vinegar that you have at home like uh, I don't know vinegars are amazing so they taste very very unique and if you you don't have any those any of those just put a lemon and you have the acidity put a little bit of fat like you can put olive oil or whatever uh, oil that you feel comfortable with it like eating it raw and that you know it's good for you because not every kind of oil is going to be the best option for the dressing but that's uh, even if you want don't want to put any fat on it if you put um, nuts into your salad, you will have enough fat for you. Um, but this is more for the texture, like it is going to be thicker and we are playing with our textures. So you can put a little bit of that, some zest, maybe zest of a lemon or a lime. Maybe if you have an orange and you don't have a lemon, use the orange, the juice and the zest of the orange and it's going to taste amazing also, or a tangerine or a grapefruit. Remember, don't be afraid of using whatever you like. If you have even like these uh, raped uh, apricots, maybe, smash them, put a little bit of salt and pepper, a little bit of oil, and all this juice, put it, pour it into your salad. Like every fruit, juice is it is going to bring a lot of flavor into your salad so maybe it's something new for you but it's going to be amazing and remember just uh, use um, salt and pepper if you don't like pepper you can use mustard maybe because it has also a very strong flavor use some raw garlic or uh, cumin and if you have like this pantry full of flavors and you don't know them all just try it just try a little a piece of pepper try a little uh, a grain of mustard and you will know then if you're going to like it remember 
uh, when you make it all, it doesn't end there. You need to taste it first and then to, <laughs> to know like, oh, okay, I thought it will be sweeter, but actually it doesn't taste sweeter. So I'm going to put, to add, uh, I don't know, like agave or honey or dried apricots. I don't know, whatever you like. So taste it. Don't feel pressure at all. Like, if you want to change, change by your own rhythm. Like, nobody's going, nobody's after you, is <laughs> going after you. And if you want to try this once a week, it's okay. And that is going to be amazing. Or maybe one meal of the day that is plant-based. It is a good thing. And you, you need to celebrate that. Think about you and also a very good way of celebrating is to share food with others. So if you feel lonely with this uh, transition, uh, find a partner or a group of uh, friends or family that support you and cook with them and it's going to be more fun. Exactly. You can do this transition together, one plant-based meal at a time. Yeah, and the, the, the thing is that you feel happy. So when you cook uh, with others, you feel very happy because you are, yeah, talking and making jokes and feeling very comfortable with the others. So that is food. That's why our body uh, feels nourished, not only because you are getting like these old nutrients, It is because you are feeling so happy eating. That's, that's also the key. <laughs> I'm thinking now that you have shared the recipe of the personalized chopped salad. It would be super cool if people can prepare their own version, take a picture or video of the result and share it on social media and tag us, Slow Food Youth Network, so that we can see the different versions of chopped salads around the world. Yes, yes, it would be amazing. Yes, remember, just chop it all, put it in a bowl, uh, in another tiny bowl, put the other ingredients of the, of the dressing, and just mix it. That's it. And taste it and share it, because I would love to see what, is, uh, what are those ingredients that you love. Perfect. So thank you so much, Azul, for joining me in this super interesting conversation. And thanks to all our listeners for supporting this Finn podcast. If you like this episode, share it with your friends. And also, if you have suggestions for topics you would like us to discuss, please get in touch with me at podcast at slowfoodyouthnetwork.org. Finally, I remind you that you can join us in the Recipe for Change Challenge for World Disco Day by registering at the link in the description. Have a lovely day. Ciao. Goodbye, Valentina. Thank you for everything. I had a very good time. <laughs>